Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is and how it works? Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. My name is Dr. Elisa Holland, but people around the world calls me Dr. Elise. I'm a mom, writer, energy healer, international intuitive life coach, researcher, and radio personality. Through my 501c3 not-for-profit Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, which can be found at www.elisehealingcenter.com. I help people heal their emotional bodies and discover their life purpose through intuitive life coaching and flower essences. We did a clinical research study at our healing center and presented those results in Paris, France last year. You can also gain access to those results on our website. Just look for the research tab on our main website. Our Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center is dedicated to helping individuals realize their full potential through their body, mind, and spirit by providing spiritual education, guidance, healing, and transformation through various digital platforms. Each third Wednesday of every month, we have our regular show with special guests from around the world, or I present intuitive guidance and messages from the spirit and angels at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. If you have been following my life's work, then you know that my spiritual origin is of an angel. I communicate with all of the archangels and the divine spirit. As the spirit guide me, you may also notice some special or bonus shows on our upcoming schedule, so stay tuned. I have some spiritual messages that I will share with you at the end of our show today. Whether you're a regular listener, long-time listener, or you just found out about the Elise Intuition Radio Show, we are so glad that you are here with us. We are very excited to take some of your calls, and you can call into the show on 929-477-3973. 
Again, that number is 929-477-3973. Stay with us for the next hour as we have a special guest on the call. Today we have Michael S. Odin, America's number one communication shift thought leader, behavioral specialist, action coach, and best-selling author of When Nobody's Home, here to discuss the why behind the behavior of fatherless children. Before we get into that conversation, let me just share with you more about Michael S. Odin. With his 20-plus years of behavior experience, Michael's impact is being felt daily inside one of the busiest probation offices in the country, as well as in his private practice, universities, governmental institutions, and many organizations throughout the nation. He will make sense of your life, and you will embrace the new you, feeling relieved, fully confident, and filled with hope for a brighter future you deserve. Michael Odin offers a unique and uncompromising method that will make sense of any situation in order for you or the or the organization to make a change. He does more than find solutions. He peels back the layers of experiences that have led up to the current situation where you or the learning organization is having communication issues and begin dissecting those experiences in order for them not to reappear. This experience motivated Michael to write an award-winning book about his experiences titled When Nobody's Home, a finalist for the Eric Hoffer Award in the self-help category and create a psychosocial modality called the needs-based method to assist these clients gain understanding about the why of their behavior. Michael's success rate with this population due to the needs-based method is over 85% behavioral shift. Michael's mission in life is to teach and empower as many people as he can with the experience he has gained over the past 20 years and with his treatment method. The Communication Shift program that will create a better you so you can live a better life, getting the answer to the problem, pulling down your personal curtain, moving forward and doing something different, being unafraid to take risk, and that's that's only the beginning. Throughout this process, he encourages changes in thinking and behavior that will support a clean and emotionally free lifestyle. Behavioral awareness is essential to overall emotional health and wellness. So let's welcome Michael S. Odin to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, good morning. How are you? Just fun. Good morning. Good morning. We're glad to have you here. Well, it's nice to be here. That was one serious introduction. For one serious man, I mean, you are doing <laughs> amazing work. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, it's no secret that we are living in times where we no longer have that nuclear family unit that we we have all known to 
have experienced on TV. I think the show was um, Leave It to Beaver, maybe. Yeah, Leave It but, to Beaver. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So, you know, there's a variety of reasons, such as divorce, death, parents working extended hours outside of the home, children being removed from the home, and the list just goes on. So, you know, no matter what that reason is, you know, our future needs love, compassion, and grace. So you are the perfect expert to kind of help us understand why it's it's time now to look at the emotional needs to kind of help people through their emotional trauma. Yes, So in your your book, Michael, When Nobody's Home, you, you had an entire chapter dedicated to where's my father? So what is your definition of an absent father, and what do you mean by that? Well, the absence, well, being a probation officer, I interviewed, I'm up to probably nine, 12,000 clients over that 20 years. And mm-hmm. the common denominator I just I uncovered was, was the, uh, the missing father or the absent father. And to me, the absent father is the individual who does not have the ability to possess, to possess, um, to meet the need of the child. Right? They don't have the ability to be emotionally connected, socially, spiritually, economically, or physical. Okay? So since this individual is not able to meet the need of the child, why? Because they themselves had never had their needs met by their caretaker. So they just don't know how. They just don't know how to meet the needs because they never had it. So they have a child, and the inability to connect with that child persists from generation after generation, hence the cycle. And, and that's what oh. happens. And, and the other thing that happens is you, the father can be absent, never around, or the father can be right in front of you and not have the ability to connect with you. And, I've, and I'm dealing with a few clients as we speak. They're, they're, they live in the same house, and they have no connection at all. And so they're being abandoned right in front of them. So wow. that, yeah, that father issue is huge because that's the main guy you're looking for to guide you, to support you. To meet most, to meet the majority of your needs, to grow up, to become a man, and they don't have that. So what they do is they look elsewhere to get those needs met, and it may be, and that's where we come into the word we discussed is life diminishing behavior. Wow. So uh, you're telling me that people, the father could be present in the home and still mm-hmm. be absent. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and I don't know what's, what's what's more painful to not know your father at all or to have your father right in front of you and ignore you. Wow. So so what happens when when the beliefs and thoughts lead to this type of pathology? Like how, how does this even come about? Okay, so, so if everything starts from the beginning. So think about the experiences you had, had as a child, what you heard as a child, what you saw as a child, you know, what you learned, what you were taught you know, what you felt, you know, what you experienced emotionally. Think of all those things that make up your world. And if your world is made up of someone telling you that you'll never make it in life, that I wish you were never born. These are some of the things I've heard over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish that you would never have um, gone to school. There's one. Uh, and and so, So think of the negative comments that these children were told over the years. So what that creates is a belief system, and the belief system says this, I'm not worthy, no one cares, I don't matter, 
So now we take these belief systems and carry them with us from childhood up, from childhood up to the adult world. And that's what makes us who we are today. And that's how we respond to the world. And if your home life is chaotic, you're going to interpret the real world as even more chaotic. So you won't trust the world. And we talked about this and we talked about the world of curses and spells. Okay. And that's what, mm-hmm. and that's what children are, are given by the verbal, um, by, the, by the verbal abuse they're given by their caretakers. So you have a curse, which is a statement that's, that's, that's to do harm to you. And I stated before that you'll never make it. I wish you were never born. You know, I don't want you. I wish you weren't my son. And then you have a spell, which is a statement that puts the individual to sleep. And these things don't allow the person to fulfill their potential. So it's always in the back of their mind that they're never good enough to do anything. And which is why they sabotage everything and anything they do, or which is why they don't do anything at all because they're, they're afraid to fail. Because those words will ring true if I do something and I fail. Well, my parents were right. Hence, that's why a lot of clients that I've uh, interviewed over the years don't go to school or finish anything because they're afraid to fail because of what they heard. So these are the things that linger in the back of the minds of, I'll tell you, probably most Americans in this country. Because if you, if you figure 96% of the families in America have experienced some form of dysfunction. Think about that, 96%. Wow. And 50 million Americans are going to are seeking some sort of psychological therapy. And then another 24 million are in drug treatment. So look at all the pain that's out there because what was said to them as children. And the parents not realizing the damage they're doing to these children because they themselves are damaged or hurt and they don't know how to break the cycle. And the only way to break the cycle is to wake up and do different. And that's where I come in. Wow. So just just to clear it up for our listeners, you know, mm-hmm. we're not talking about curses and spells, this hocus pocus type stuff. We're talking about thoughts that are being communicated to people. Could you help further clarify that we're not talking about hocus pocus? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so I'm I'm talking metaphorically. So a a, a word a, a word that can diminish a person's potential is and when a parent says this, you're, you're stupid, you shouldn't go to school. Or you're dumb, so why even try to go to school? That, those phrases hang on to a child, right? So they hang on to the child, and the child takes that information, holds on to it, and, and doesn't do anything because of what was said to the child. Here's, a, here's okay. another example. I, I just had two examples. On one, one was, it could have been better, or you're not good enough. Imagine telling that to your child over the years. It could have been better. You're not good enough. Imagine them going through the world not doing anything for the fact that I'm afraid to do anything because my parents said I wasn't good enough. So they don't do anything. So they sabotage their careers, their, basically their lives of doing anything for fear of failing. So they don't move. The outside world would call them lazy. I call it fear of, fear of success or failure. Wow. They're not lazy. They're just afraid to move. So, that, so those words don't ring true of what the parents said. Because the parents' words carry so much weight because those are, those are our caretakers and the people we look up to the most who have the most influence on us. Wow. Thank you so much helped. for clarifying that. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It okay. clarified a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier about a life-diminishing behavior um, equation, mm-hmm. I think you said, Right. How does that link to the fatherless children epidemic? What is that equation? 
Okay, so think about what we just talked about. If you believe that you are worthless and, and have no value in the world, you will do things to compensate for what you didn't get at home. Okay, so the equation looks like this. An absent father plus an overwhelmed or overly stressed mother equals when nobody's home. That will parlay into a life-diminishing behavior such as drugs, crime, dropping out of school, pregnancy of a teenager, and, and it goes on and on, and even death. So what happens is, is that this formula is about what is created because of your belief systems. So if you are going to, if someone has told you constantly over time that you were worthless, the behavior you're going to exhibit in the future will probably be worthless and you'll do things to, shall we say, make that come true because yes, my parents were right. I am worthless. So I'm going to, I'm going to hurt somebody. Someone, someone's going to pay for my pain. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So when you say yeah. someone is going to pay for the pain, are you talking um, maybe becoming a bully or yes. um, what does that, that look like? Yes, it comes from a bully. All the crime you see on television, you know, those school shootings we see constantly over the last couple of months? Yes. You are paying for their pain of what the needs that were never met in childhood. So, no, so here we go. Now we're going to compensate. Since I don't get my needs met at home, right? I'm going to show the world that I do exist, even wow. if that means hurting somebody. So now you know my name. So now you get notoriety, right? You get, you get fame, short-lived, but tragically, though. Does that make sense? Yes. So would you say that this is the same issue that's going on with this opiate crisis that we're experiencing, too? Yes, 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 because... The opiate, now remember, I've interviewed over, I wrote my book on this about 6,500 drug and alcohol offenders. 99% or 100% was due to trauma. You just don't use drugs just to use drugs. Something has to happen for you to take the drug you're getting, because you're getting something out of it. So the question is, what are you getting out of it? And the question is usually most emotional safety, meaning if I take the drug, I, don't, I can forget temporarily about the pain that I am about being neglected, being abandoned, being abused, or a death of a loved one, whatever trauma that may have happened in your life. So now we go to this opioid epidemic that we have. I can Michael, guarantee you, yes. Hold that thought. You got I'd it. Like to make sure that we I'm have right plenty here. of time. Yes, mm -hmm. to capture the whole idea. We got to okay. go to break. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and Opie. special guest Michael S. Odin. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, Michael will continue the conversation about the emotional needs that men need and what role they play in relationships with family and friends. Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Are you tired of being hurt again and again? Do you wonder why your partner came into your life? Did you know that love is the most powerful force on earth? Through the 501c3 not-for-profit, Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, Minister Dr. Elise has proven to thousands through her intuitive readings, life coaching, books, audio CDs, online courses, seminars, class tours, and workbooks that by learning how to navigate relationships with spiritual eyes, you can prepare for your relationship and date with a purpose. All for the love of you. With For the Love of You, 
how to navigate relationships with spiritual eyes, you will get a closer look at understanding how masculine and feminine energy impact relationships and explore the types of spiritual connections within those relationships. Additionally, you will learn strategies to help demystify the challenges that comes with relationships and the five stages that you will experience in romantic relationships. Discover why everything you need to learn happens through relationships. People come into your life for two reasons, life lessons or life blessings. Gain a new perspective on self-love, emotional intimacy, spiritual energy, and how they relate to your relationships. It's time for you to show yourself some love. It is your divine birthright to do what is best for the love of you. You are love. Honor yourself. Date with a purpose. All for the love of you. You can get your copy on Amazon.com or directly from our online store at www.elisehealingcenter.com. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Michael S. Odin. We are continuing the conversation about understanding the why behind fatherless children and helping people with their emotional needs. If you have any questions, then please call into the show on 929-477-3973. Again, that number is 929-477-3973. Before we continue, I want to make sure that everyone knows how to contact our special guest. Michael, could you give us your contact information and how to contact you on social media? Oh, absolutely. You can locate us on Twitter at Michael Odin Live. And we have Instagram, Michael Odin Live. And then we have Facebook at When Nobody's Home. And the website is michaelodin.com. And if you want to contact us by email, we have Michael, o, Michael at MichaelOden.com. And, we can act, and then we have the book, uh, When Nobody's Home, at Amazon.com. Thank you so much for sharing that information with us, Michael. So before we had to go to break, we were talking about the opiate crisis and certain emotional needs that men had to, or just a person in general, needed to be met so what role do the need for acceptance, respect, and security has on men? Well, with all, remember, everything starts in childhood. So if these needs of acceptance and respect and security were not met as, in, as boys or, or teenagers, then what they will do is they will try to get that need met in the adult world, maybe tragically. Does that make sense? So, yes. So what happens is, is that when, when we get our needs met, guess what? Life is pretty good, you know? We're, we're, we are more respectful. We are more considerate of others, and we're, willing, and we're willing to sort of call it pay it forward, okay? Because as a man, acceptance means that you accept me for being the man of the house or the man in general, and therefore I look at myself with confidence and self-worth and purpose and meaning. And you can say the same thing with respect. And then, you've, then you have security, meaning I can take care of my family, I can take care of myself, I can take care of those around me, I can take care of situations. These things are meeting the needs of that individual, which, which allows them to aspire to contribute to the planet. So when our needs are met on the whole, you know, we're pretty good people. It's just when we were missing a lot of those needs 
is, is the society pays for our pain. So it sounds as if it, there's two different routes to take. You're either going to go down the, the healing route or you're going to go down the shame or the victim route. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, the two routes you're going to take. So if you look at the, the perfect, if you take a scenario like this, I have, not, not me in particular, but if you have parents who were, were able to meet most of your needs, such as choice, bonding, acceptance, validation, you have a high probability of living a pretty good life and being a decent human being and contributing to the planet. If you don't get those needs met as a child, you're going to take the other route. Well, well, you have this anger that's inside of you that you didn't get what you needed from your parents, and it's going to show up in other ways like we mentioned before, you know, dropping out of school, you know, committing crimes, um, maybe, you know, it could be domestic violence, drug use, things of that nature. Okay. So now as we move on and, and get back to drugs and, um, you know, the opiate crisis, Mm-hmm. What causes a person to choose drugs and alcohol as a as a coping mechanism for survival? We know that their needs were not met, but mm-hmm. you know, is there something much more deeper than that? No, here it is. Here's one word. You know, I, again, I've interviewed tens of thousands of these guys on alcohol, and here it is: the one word that causes the drug epidemic in America, called childhood trauma or wow. trauma. That's it. And I mentioned before, wow. 96% of the families in America experience dysfunction. And 50 million Americans are, are, going, are getting psychological treatment because of that. So when we are in trauma mode and we're survival and we're, we're always fearful, we're agitated, we're anxious, we're going to do something to make that, that – we're going to create a coping mechanism. That's drinking or using drugs because guess what? We get to escape the pain temporarily. Unfortunately, the pain comes back, and we're back to square one, so we got to do it again. Hence the term people keep using over and over, we become dependent on the drug or alcohol. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm like speechless right now because, you know, one word, childhood trauma, or just trauma in general, that's deep. Yeah. I've, I've talked to tens of thousands of people. Now, there are exceptions to the rule. I'll say 5%. You had trauma because you lost a loved one, you lost a job, uh, you had a divorce, those kinds of things. That okay. can happen later in love. That's a trauma, and we could go to drugs and alcohol to escape or to cope with that pain. But majority comes from childhood trauma, seeing daddy hit mommy, um, telling you that I wish you were dead. I've heard these comments, so, and I don't mean to shock the audience, but you know, it, it's awful, you know, or, or getting beaten or things of that nature, and not telling, you know, a parent not telling you you're, you're lovable, or parents showing that you, they don't care, these hurt. So you carry these emotional scars with us, and no one teaches you how to deal with them or how to heal. And one, the quickest way to do that is use artificial means such as drugs and alcohol excessively for wow. many years. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, you talked about um, what what you do at your organization, and then I read in your book about a needs-based method. So how can right. your needs-based method help people who are struggling with, with these type of issues? Well, what, what, over the years when I was interviewing people and writing the book and getting a lot of questions answered, I said that the, prom, the, the primary uh, reason for their behavior was that 
they were getting particular needs met tragically. And, and here's one thing I'll say. We don't do anything in life unless we're getting a need met. Okay? Everything we do in life, we're going to get something out of it. That's why we do it. Be it drugs, be it chess, be it go to a movie, be it scratch your face, whatever it is. That we get it, we're getting something out of it. So we're getting a need met. So I, I came up with, with the, uh, the modality called the needs-based method. And what that is is a therapeutic process that's used to uncover the truth behind a specific behavior. Okay? And the process empowers the individual to understand the source of their emotions and behavior that arises. Now listen to this. Specific need is met or not met in the moment. So there's a reason why I'm angry. There's a reason why I'm happy. Well, guess what? Well, look, now we've got to find what need is being met or not met in the moment. And I'll give you a quick example. Road rage. That's a big topic, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, whoa. Right? I can determine how much pain a person in how they react or they respond in a road rage incident. Okay? Every, when I used to teach anger management, Everyone, everyone I talked about talked about their childhood when they were bullied as a kid. Now they're adults. They're in a car. They, now they can fight back for the first time. So you cut them off. That hits the button of when they were bullied when they were a kid. So now I get to show them my finger. And if you get real, if you're, if you're in a lot of pain, you'll pull out a gun. Right. See that? Yeah. Wow. So that's how that works. Yeah. So, we're, so, we're, so basically we're making sense of about a specific behavior when a need is met or not met in the moment. When people understand that, now they have something to work with. So that's why I'm angry. That's why I'm happy. So this is why I respond to certain situations. And when you, when, you, when you make sense of that, now we have something to work with. Wow. So in, in this needs-based method, do you also help them understand the steps along the way to a mental path, for example, like bringing awareness um, how often or do you ever see their values shift so that they can well, have that transformation? Yes, th- this starts the value shift, right? This is the basis. So to start the value shift, you've got to start with understanding and awareness of where all the pain or, and comes from and understand why it even happened. Understanding your parent, understanding your childhood, understanding you know, the things that were said to you and how that impacted you. Most people don't do that. So if I were to say this, I, I say it this way. Most people punch the time card of life and just go through the motions, not realizing the impact their childhood had on them. Wow. Okay? Yeah, they just don't know until somebody brings it up, until they meet me or someone like me who can expose, you know, where, where this behavior or personality was developed. So how do you handle how do you handle people who are not willing and ready to accept it? Like they may not share with you what it really is from the beginning, but down the road they may come clean with what's really going on. How do you handle or, or work with clients like that? Oh, I have, oh, I've had those because for the first time somebody's making sense of their life. Here's a comment I've always gotten over the years, and, and it, it really sticks out. It goes like this. I had a wonderful childhood. I said, if you did, then why are you here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what's their response? I mean, um, what's their response? Huh? Because they, 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 they res- give me, right, they give me this funny look. They go, uh, so I said, so if it is a perfect childhood, let's see if it is. If it is, great, because remember, I'm a truth seeker. That's all I am. And if, it, and, if it's, and if it's what you say it is, then we're good. 
If it's not, then we're going to uncover some things that may be uncomfortable that you suppressed, pushed down, because guess what? You did not want to admit and or look at it because it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, which makes sense. And when we do that, then they go, oh, wow, it wasn't what I thought it was. My father wasn't the nice guy I thought he was. He was very strict. And he said some things to me that really hurt me. And I, put, I pushed it aside for years. Okay? So when, once they gain trust in the fact that you're not out to harm them, that you're out to help them, they're more likely to put their defenses down and, 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 and go on the journey with me. Wow. And expose the That's truth powerful. So they can hear. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. So is that the same thing when it comes to people who are um, who are using the narcotics? Um, how, how is that done? I mean, is it the same thing as someone who has maybe committed armed robbery or a carjack? Oh. Is that the same thing? Remember what I said before, everything we do on the planet, we're getting a need met. That's why I like this modality because it's very simple. I'm taking all the psychosocial, logical research over the years and condensing it to this one thing. They're getting a need met, tragically or life-serving, okay? So with the alcohol and, and, and the robbing, they're getting a need met. Someone, who's, someone who robs from a bank, they're getting, they're getting their need for financial security met in that moment, tragically, right? You're mm-hmm. using drugs. You're getting your need for emotional safety met because of the memories you have of a situation that's been bothering you. So the alcohol or the drug helps me relieve the emotional pain and numbs my body so I don't feel that. Okay. I see now. I understand. Wow. <laughs> this is powerful. So, and, and I want to add one thing here. Most people don't know what a need, what a need is, so I'm going to give you a quick definition, okay? Just so okay. we can kind of put it all together. And, what all, and all that is is a desired outcome an individual, an individual tries to acquire through an interaction with another person or a given situation on a daily basis. So in a nutshell, what you are trying to get out of that situation on a daily basis. And, and here's an example of a need, and people, most people don't know this. Like choice is a need, independence, comfort, bonding, okay? Respect is a need, being heard, the need to be heard, the need for affection, need for emotional safety, and the need for recognition or validation, or a need for family. So those are just some examples of a need and what people strive to obtain on a daily basis. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Now, we have a couple of people on the call. We're going to open that up to see if they have any questions. Caller oh, number okay. one, do you have any, do you have your question? Okay. Caller number one, do you have your question? Okay, maybe we maybe we dropped the call or something, but um, oh, maybe they'll call back. <laughs> so, Michael, yeah. tell us one more time how we can reach you on social media. All right, social media. You can reach me in several ways. You can meet you at Michael. My email is michael at michaeloden.com. You can look at my website at michaeloden.com, and then at Facebook when nobody's home. Instagram is Michael Oden Live and Twitter, Michael Oden Live. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we will continue this conversation about emotional needs. When 
Go the secrets on how to keep it real. Take some time alone so you can chill. It don't take a lot of time to know the deal. Must be ready to hear the truth. For loving you, for loving you. If you love you, you will get the same vibe. So go find your tribe. Love yourself instead of your pride. For the love of you. You are worth it, you are love, you are value. You, you, for the love of you. with Dr. Elise and special guest Michael S. Odin. We are continuing the conversation about understanding the why behind fatherless children. Michael, what advice would you offer parents and caregivers to help their children and loved ones through an emotional or a social crisis? Ooh, that's a big one. I've worked with those. I've worked with uh, families and kids and what I've come to see is that the first thing you need to do is, or first thing you don't do is this. You don't tell somebody or you try to refrain from telling it's going to be okay or, or not allow the child to, to have a, an emotional response to that situation. One needs to let the child express what they're going to express or the individual to express what they're going to express with regards to the situation so they can get it out. So the first thing probably we need to do is to validate the experience by getting the individual to understand their inner experience of the situation, you know, what they're going through, what they're feeling. Here we go. What needs are being met in that moment or, or that were not met in that moment. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so now we're talking about the situation. This is what happened. This is my response. And this is the emotions behind it. Secondly, now we're going to have to have empathy about that experience. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of empathy. I talk about are empathy for the parent who doesn't show up or MBA. Yeah, why didn't your parents show up? Where, how were they raised? So now we understand the parent who didn't show up, and guess what? Wow. So, and most children take the blame for the parent not showing up. So what we can do is go, wow, they didn't know how to show up, did they, Mom? No, they didn't. They didn't know how to meet my needs, did they, Mom? No, Mom. No, they didn't because no one taught them. Oh, I thought it was me. I thought it was something I did. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so now we're having empathy for the parent and the child themselves. And, and the other thing is to... N- to make sure that the child or the person in that situation doesn't blame themselves for what the other person can or cannot do. Okay. Now this is huge because, you know, usually you have to keep it age appropriate for, for each child, depending on Mm -hmm. how much they can understand. Now I can see you really going into schools, helping teachers and other um, educational staff work with students. Absolutely. On this 
same thing. What, what advice yeah. would you have for, for, for that population? Well, because I, 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 I used to do this in juvenile hall. Can you imagine me doing this in juvenile hall? Wow. So now you go to the teachers and you tell the, you get the teachers to have a, a, a set of um, needs and requests about the child. Instead of telling the child to not do something, we'll get, we get to make a request and ask what need is being met by you doing that behavior. Okay. So when mm-hmm. a teacher understands the child better that, and the child understands what the teacher's asking and not, and not making any demands or obligations, then there's, there's going to be more of a reciprocal, shall we say, um, response, and people will, will have a high probability of working together. Yeah, teachers need to know what their students are going through, and we, and we look at it, as you can see, on the TV with these, with these shootings. These kids are in pain, but, no one, but those kids, no one notices that, so they're isolated. But back to what you were saying is that once you understand where the child's coming from and, and, you, and he knows you understand them, then there can be progress and dialogue and things can be done. So in other words, you're saying that you have to kind of create that foundation to where a, a child or an adult feels comfortable opening up mm-hmm. to you about such personal matters. Right, right. And, and if it's in the classroom, you can ask the child, and remember, oh, we're going back to the needs again. So what are you needing, young man? What are you needing? And have a list for him to pick. He won't know. So if you give him a list to choose from, he'll go, I'm needing, I'm needing to be heard. See, right there we answered a question. Wow. I'm needing some understanding. Okay, so talk to me about what you need to have to be understood. So now we have a dialogue. I like that strategy because then it cuts down on any classroom management issues as well. It's huge. Yes, it does. It's huge. So earlier you talked about the statements. I think you 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 used it metaphorically as curses and spells. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that you can now re- replace that, or maybe start out with more positive affirmations? What could parents do at home to to build hope or faith into their child? What they can do is, and uh, we talk about spells and curses. What you can do is. You have to unbelieve the curse or the spell or the, or the comment that had a negative impact on you, okay? Mm-hmm. It wasn't real. You were paying for the pain of another individual, right? If I tell you you are worthless and I'm your parent, that tells me I'm in a lot of pain because why would a parent tell their own child they're worthless? So if we have empathy for the parent to get the child to understand, wow, your dad's in a lot of pain. That's why he says those things. It's not about you. It's about him. The child can go, oh, okay, so it's not me. So then I can hopefully I can move on you know, with my life, even though I may not get what I want from the parent I want to get it from. OK, so it, it's having that notion that you are OK, whether you get your need met or not met by that person you want to get it from, which is the caretaker. OK, I see. hopefully I'll mm-hmm. your question. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. We just wanted to make sure we have some tools available right for parents and other caregivers on how to deal with this. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, so I'll keep it simple. Ha- have, a, have basic needs. Let's say I, I've done this before. Here's your, here's your set of needs on the wall on a sheet of paper. All you got to do is pick and choose. Mommy, this is what I'm needing. Okay, and, she, and they pick, Mommy, I'm needing, I'm needing some bonding time with you. Okay, now I know that. 
young lady or daughter or son, I'm needing this from you. I'm needing a contribution, maybe, you know, doing a chore or two. All right, that's what I'm needing from you. So now we understand what needs are being met, as opposed to being obligated or forcing somebody to do something. This is what, and when you use I statements, you take, you take all the pressure off the other person. I'm needing as opposed to you do this. Does that make sense? Yes, that's powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Is there anything else you would like to share with us about what you're doing to help with this communication shift? Well, the, my my goal is to is to to uh, shatter to create a small disrupt a big disruptions in society, right? I want to train others in the helping field about the needs based method, and I'm going to create a small army to disrupt our world and to make it a better place, you know, because we see all the things going on, and all they need is information so that other people can shift their communication and their behavior. And I like, you know, the goal is to also speak at the high schools and colleges, you know, about students, first generation who are going to college and believe they don't deserve to go to college. Look at the belief systems they were created, that, that, that were created on their end, you know. And then I like to be part of the solution about the drug epidemic in America. If we, if we focus on the, on the why, there's a, there's a statement that I said in my book. I said, if drugs are the answer, what is the question? Mm-hmm. And nobody's asking the question. Mm-hmm. Why did you start? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know how to contact you, but yes. you know, how can we sign up to work with you? You know, how can, how, how can we you? we book you for a, a workshop, a speaking engagement? Oh. How can we gain you? We, you know, we need to oh. let the listeners know. Yeah. <laughs> how can we gain access to Michael S. Odin? So, so easy access is the Michael at MichaelOden.com, my website, and the phone number, which is 310-612-7022. Okay? Because, yeah, I'm gonna go, we're going to go speak in England in about two months about this. Wow. That's, yeah. that's phenomenal. Yeah. And then and when I'm speaking this weekend in, in Long Beach at the, U, at the uh, Best U Expo. I'm speaking at 1130 on Saturday about this same topic. Now, I think I um I read in your book and I met you personally at Harvard University. Yes, uh, you could did. Could you share <laughs> with Yeah, can you share with the audience what you went to Harvard University to speak on? Well, I went to Harvard University to speak on the the same uh topic we're talking about today about fatherless children. Right? Mm-hmm. and curses and spells, and the belief systems that are created from home and how that impacts behavior in the future and how adults become the adults they are because of what was said and done to them as children that they are not aware of. And what that did was that cleared up a lot of, that gave them a lot of answers to, you know, why people do what they do yeah. wow. and, and what stops them from moving forward. Wow. Powerful. Yeah, Thank you so much, Michael. For, for being on our show, we we have our next break here. Mm-hmm. And when we return, I will share with you some messages from the spirit and angels. Stay tuned. Do you wonder why it is important to understand our true birth identity? Do you know your spiritual gifts and talents? Do you wonder how to tap into your creative genius? Everybody has a talent. In something. Through the 501c3 not for profit Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, Minister Dr. Elise has proven to thousands 
through her creative meditations, intuitive readings, life coaching, books, audio CDs, mobile apps, online courses, seminars, class tours, and workbooks, that by learning how to tap into your creative genius, you can manifest your dreams and heart's desires in every area of your life. With six steps to tapping into your creative genius, you will get a closer look at each step that is required to help you connect to your intuition through creativity, meditation, and mindfulness. Discover why connecting to your intuition is the solid foundation in which you need to manifest your dreams. Gain a new perspective on nature, spiritual practices, creativity, meditation, mindfulness, and how they relate to your overall born identity. It is your divine birthright to live boldly and intuitively. You are a creative genius. Connect to your intuition. Manifest your dreams. Discover your creative genius now. You can get your copy on Amazon.com or directly from our online store at www.elisehealingcenter.com. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected these postcards from the spirit using the Colette Baron Reads system, and I have some intuitive insights. Let me share them with you. The first message says, Dearest you, as you think, so will you experience life. Thoughts are that powerful and they need minding. Let the unruly, chaotic ones settle down so they serve you or get released instead of wrecking havoc. These thoughts arise when connected to the energy of fear and often masquerade as truth. Yet, the real truth is that essentially all is well. Of course, you have thoughts that are positive, strong, organized, accepting, creative, open, and so on. Those are the ones we want you to keep thinking, and they have a less frantic quality. They're stimulating in a good way and don't get away from you. How do you keep an inner eye on your thoughts? Meditate and leave judgment out of the mix. Everyone has those fearful thoughts. Love them, love yourself, and then choose the thoughts you want the world to reflect back Life is not as hard as you think, loving you so much. That's a powerful message, guys. Sometimes, you know, we, we're going to have those negative thoughts that come up, but you have to train your mind on how to experience or feel those emotions, but you you got to continue to let it go through and move out of your body. Um, it's like you got to renew your mind. You may you may want to try positive affirmations so that you can always 
program your mind to think positive. Now, you know, there are some emotions that, you know, are not easier to get out of your system, like forgiveness or anger. But, you know, as you continue to process where that emotion is coming from and why that emotion is coming uh, coming up in your energy, then you will have a better understanding on how to help it release and, and move on to a more positive time in your life. One way that you can do that is by keeping track of your emotions. Some people write an emotional journal or some people just, you know, um, take time out to meditate and whenever they're feeling a certain way, that's how they handle those emotions. So, again, that's a powerful message. And I have a couple more messages for you guys. I'm seeing here that you are to stay strong in your faith because a positive mindset will help you with getting that positive outcome. So you may not understand what you're seeing, what you're experiencing right now. Just stay strong in your faith. Also, you know, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Time now for you to be bold and let yourself sparkle and shine. Use your God-given strength and power instead of the fears that others may try to use to control you, okay? If you would like to contact me, you can go to our Healing Center's website, www.elisehealingcenter.com, or find us on Facebook at Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, and you can send us a Facebook message there. If you have any life questions, then send them to askdrelise at gmail.com, and I will answer them via video response on our YouTube channel. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. I had a wonderful time with our special guest, Michael S. Odin, and of course, you all. I hope that you learned a great deal about the why behind fatherless children and how to help others who may be going through an emotional crisis. Please join me every third Wednesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next month on the Elise Intuition Radio Show, Dr. Mashira Purdue Nabs, founder of Bashura International Ministries, who has a ministry and currently doing ministry work out of Kenya, Africa. She's also the TV host of Business by the Book, Running a Business the Way God Wants It to Be Run. Dr. Nabs will share with us how to care for others with depression and dealing with loss. This is another episode that you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. You've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, 
meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit EliseHealingCenter.com. That's EliseHealingCenter.com. Contour from Cox gets you right to the strange stuff. He's coming. Noble stuff. The crown must always win. And the funny stuff. How awesome is this place? Along with the best stuff on cable. Because Netflix is now on Contour. Where you can get all your fierce, bold, and bingy stuff all in one place. Contour from Cox. Now with Netflix. Available to residential customers in Cox service areas. Cox Internet and a Netflix premium membership required. Visit Netflix.com forward slash terms of use for more details. All the conditions apply. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 